Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of War Room Fantasy Sports Radio. It's Wednesday, February 4th, 7.30 Eastern Time, and I am one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano. And as always, on a Wednesday evening, talking fantasy sports and anything else that crosses our brain scans or brain waves, whatever you want to call it, uh, as always, my partner, colleague, co-host, and friend, Mr. Eric Corsini. Eric, happy Wednesday. How are you, my friend? I'm excited to be back on the air, so... Ready to talk some baseball. It's really, it's February now. February. It's, it's Football's there. over. It's over. It's the lull, it's the, uh, before the storm of baseball. Yeah, we haven't even talked. Last time we talked was before the Super Bowl. What do you think of that game? Great game. You know, tough ending. If I guess, if, uh, I, I had actually no actual rooting interest in that game. It's, I don't like New England. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Jets fan. Right. I can't root for Brady and Belichick. It's just, it's just not in my nature. And then I find the Seahawks very unlikable. From Pete Carroll down. Right. I just, I just, you know, I, I just don't like what he did at USC. I feel like possibly, you know, it was, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's fascinating when, and I feel the same way. I had no vested interest in either no. team. How I much different? At one point. Well, yeah. How much different you watch a Super Bowl when there's when you don't maybe have money on it or you don't have a team vested in it? I watched it. I was on Twitter. Yeah. I was on Facebook. I was watching it. Uh, unbelievable ending. Congratulations to the Patriots, Tom Brady, all of that. Uh, good game from a pure game standpoint. Absolutely, Close game. Yeah. It was better than last year's fiasco. Uh, oof, but uh, I, Yeah, right? But good stuff. Um, good stuff. want to remind everybody, phone lines are open if you're listening to us live. 347-838-8088. That's 347-838-8088. Chat room's open as well, so give us a call or jump on the chat room. With any questions, comments, complaints, inquiries, any type of babble you may have, feel free to call us or type us, whatever you want to do. Check out our sponsors across the screen if you're listening to us live. Obviously, uh, the War, uh, War Room Fantasy Sports Radio, RotoGalaxy.com, uh, RotoBaller.com, and SteelScorpionSports.com. Also, follow us on Facebook at War Room Fantasy Sports Radio and Twitter at War Room Radio. Go to any of those, the Twitter or the Facebook page, post any fantasy questions, sports questions you have right there, and we'll answer you uh, no problem at all. Um, and make sure you're checking out those pages. We've got some stuff. Um, not going to talk about it yet, but it's on. It's on the burner. Some things uh, we'll be involved with, and uh, so make sure you check that out because uh, it's good stuff for the show. It's good stuff for us, and uh, just bringing uh, bringing us to a larger and larger audience, which is exciting. So uh, make sure you check us out. Check out my personal page, the Facebook page, the Twitter page, all of that, and uh, and see what we've got going. On, Eric. Yes, sir. Fantasy ba- baseball, what pitches and catches in about two weeks? Yes, sir. Uh, it's upon us, and what we're going to do for the next few weeks, besides talking about any hot button topics that come along the fantasy scope, 
the themes for the next few weeks is we're going to go division by division, team by team in each division. Today's division is the American League East. We'll go through the American League over the next three weeks, follow it up with the National League, and then we'll get into some position uh, reviews and, and things like that. We've already talked draft strategy, first round ideas, things like that. We'll revisit that as draft days get closer. Uh, hopefully, if you're in a, a redraft league, you've already started working on setting a draft date. Uh, I have one draft date set, working on another one, and uh, trying to get a third league, uh, one of the NL-only leagues I'm in, trying to get that off the ground and running as well. So, Eric, we're going to start tonight, by the way, Royal yeah. Rumble. Let's talk wrestling for a minute, actually. Sure. What do you think of the Royal Rumble? It was it was okay. I mean, The Rock came back out, which was great. Everyone loves The Rock. But, uh, it was, you know, everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win. And WWE swinging this again. Well, did you see now? I saw Raw, and now that there's going to be the the parlay of matches to see who gets to WrestleMania. So now you think Roman Reigns, last year's Superstar of the Year, right? You know he's got to be on top of the world, wins a Rumble, and like people are upset about it. Yeah, it's a complete opposite, probably feeling if he won the Rumble last year. Ah, you know what I mean? Like I feel like their just timing is off in the WWE about these guys coming to the time. I feel like their timing is off. Well, it's interesting what's going to happen on the next pay per view. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Do they look... See, that's a good question. What's going to happen do, do, do in that match? Do they push Daniel Bryan back in? Does Roman Reigns turn heel? Oh, who, there's so many things that could happen. Yeah, I think Reigns wins the match. Clean. I think he wins the match just because he did win the Rumble, and I think this is kind of just to appease the fans saying that this guy's the next thing. Like He's better than Daniel. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, you want a shot against Daniel Bryan. Fine, but I think Roman Reigns. I think I think Reigns does go heel eventually, though. So do I. Uh, With Paulie Heyman. Speaking of wrestling, I am working on getting a former wrestler of the '80s. Who on our show potentially? Uh, Billy Jack Haynes. If you remember Billy Jack Haynes. From the '80s was slightly before your time. My era of uh, WWE. Well, then WWF. I will sit down and talk pro wrestling with Billy Jack Haynes. Look him up on the WWE. Not that I network. promote the app, but I'll, I, you know. I'm for nine ninety nine. For nine ninety nine. Man, they push that, huh? Woof. Um, but I, I could check it. I've watched a lot of old stuff on there. I check think it. the old stuff is great, man. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a body splash won the, won the belt. You know, like yeah. you know, no, no fancy moves. Billy Jack. Good old body Hayes. slam. I think in WrestleMania three, I think he wrestled Hercules. Good old Hercules. That was a big dude, Hercules. Yeah, Billy Jack Haynes was bigger. I'm going to look him up. Out of Portland, Oregon. But anyway, all right, we digress. <laughs> the fact looking. that you know Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. All right, Eric, let's talk a little fantasy baseball. American League East. And Orange. let's start with the Baltimore Orioles, okay? All right. Um, their projected lineup this season, it's it's good. It they, they've lost. There he is. That's a big dude. Um, you know, the Orioles have lost some players, right? They lost yeah. Nelson Cruz. Big they lost Nick, Marque- uh, Nick Marcakis. They are getting Chris Davis back from the suspension, Manny Machado, Matt Weeders back from injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, Machado and Matt Weeders both expected to be ready to go opening day. That is, as of today, their plan. Obviously, there's I love a, opening day. Oh, it's a battle. I love it. Um, obviously, there's a lot that can happen in the spring with both of those guys. Right. But currently, as we stand now, their current lineup, uh, consists of Alejandro Diaz in left field, Adam Jones in center, Steve Pierce in right. Steve Pierce had 21 home runs last year, 
kind of a resurgence. Okay, he could either be in right field or Travis Snyder recently acquired from the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. He could be in right field and Steve Pierce, Delman Young could platoon at DH. That could work somewhere. Around the infield, you can have Machado, young upcoming guy, if he could stay healthy at third. J.J. Hardy re-signed the contract at short. Second base would be Jonathan Shoup. First base, if he could give you some type of batting average, Chris Davis at first. Okay, readers behind the plate. We'll talk catching in a little bit. Okay. When you look at this fantasy, this team from a fantasy perspective, right? How many superstars? How many Eesh. fantasy roster building blocks are there? And the, the closest thing they have is Adam Jones. I don't think it's close. I think he is. The, you think he is a superstar? Oh, he's in a, today's baseball. He's I guess a first he's a round pick. He's a first round fantasy right. pick. I, I still, I, it's like when you say superstar, though. I, I, Barry Bonds is gone, baby. I, I, I still can't. I, you don't understand what I'm saying, though. Like it's still, like that's still. I yeah, I guess he is. He is a first round pick. Um, the, you, you look at the rest of that lineup, though. He's he's the only building block. Like he's the only guy who could be the centerpiece of your team and then build around. He him. went in the SiriusXM uh, draft that they did in Vegas of two yeah. weeks back. He went ten, he went tenth. Ninth, tenth. Yeah, okay. He went tenth overall. Uh, one behind Miguel Cabrera. One before Felix Hernandez. Yeah. He went tenth overall. I mean, look look at the guy. The top numbers. ten player in the league. He, without a doubt. I mean, you look at his numbers. You know, by the time the season is over, Adam Jones is hitting you 25 to 30 homers, 90 to 100 RBIs. He's hitting over 280. He's stealing you some bases. Yeah, I wish he stole a few more bases, though. He's cut back on that a little bit, you know. He used to be in double digits. Now he's down. To, he had seven last year. Um, last year, twenty nine, ninety six, two eighty one. His OBP is okay. It's not really that great. Three eleven. Three eleven last year. Three eighteen the year before. But look at the other numbers, right? Yeah, every, he fills every other category though. You know, he gives you the at bats. He plays. If you look number games played just in the last three years, one sixty two, one sixty one, fifty nine. He's playing every day. He doesn't get hurt. Right. So, so you feel comfortable? I feel comfortable. I would go even. I, I, I could go higher than. Then here's the thing I always say. Compare his numbers to Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon goes number two. Adam Jones goes number ten. Right? right. Just as a point of reference, Andrew McCutcheon. You have you have um I'm looking, uh, I, I have McCutcheon's numbers right here. Okay. Last season, McCutcheon three seventeen. Adam Jones was what? Two eighty four. Two eighty two eighty I just I went to McCutcheon, I'm sorry. Adam Jones I have here, sorry. Uh, 281. Okay, so McCutcheon beats him in batting average. How many home runs did Adam Jones have last year? 29. McCutcheon had 25. Okay. RBIs. Adam Jones? 96. McCutcheon, 83. How many RBIs did Adam Jones have the year before? 108. McCutcheon the year before had 84. Mm-hmm. Stolen bases? Uh, last year he had 7. McCutcheon had 18. So with Adam Jones, you're getting more RBIs, you're getting more home runs. Right. McCutcheon, you're getting a better batting average and more stolen bases. How many runs scored? 88. 89. That's a wash. Yet, yet, if I asked you if Andrew McCutcheon was a superstar, you would say yes without, without hesitating. Well, and he would go second or third overall in the draft. Yes. Adam Jones is going 10th well, and giving you very similar statistics. Different on-base percentage. McCutcheon's yes. on-base percentage was over 400 two years in a row. But, I mean, that's 100 points. That's a, that's a big gap. And that dep- it depends on the league you're in, right? What, the league, right. one of the league, couple of leagues I do is an on-base percentage league, not a batting uh, batting average yeah. league. 
So there's a big jump for, for and McCutcheon. But uh, my point is, statistically, they're not that different in your standard 5x5 five five fantasy league. Right, and neither is a guy uh, you know, like Carlos Gomez. You know, He's not much different than they are either. In fact, he steals more bases. So I think all those guys are pretty much... I think they're more or less the same player, but somebody has to be picked second and someone has to be picked tenth. Right. You know what I mean? Like you could, I you could, like the argument you just made right there. You present it to anybody who knows fantasy. If you took Adam Jones at two, it's really not that bad of a pick. Yet if you did it, people would look at you like you were nuts. You were nuts. Absolutely. And I could see Adam Jones having a better overall statistical year than maybe even somebody like Mickey Cabrera because mm-hmm. of just the health wise of Mickey. Field. Right, right, and he plays 160 games. You know what I mean? I, so, I agree. And, you know, getting past the names is something that's difficult. Mm-hmm. It, really it, is. Really is. it really is. It really is. It really is. Now, when you look at the rest of that lineup. Let me go back to that. Sorry. When you look at that rest of that Baltimore lineup, mixed league, we're not going to go down the AL only uh, road right now, but in a mixed league, who do you look at and go, I'm starting this guy. This guy is a is a is a fantasy starter. I'm going to draft him and I'm going to play him. Obviously, Adam Jones. Right. I mean, he doesn't even need to be discussed. Uh, at the shortstop position, it has to be JJ Hardy. I mean, he, he's yeah, a starter. As a, short, for you? as a shortstop, yeah. I mean, to me, that position's still relatively bare. You know, he's a guy that yeah, I think home run wise was a bit down last year, but. Can certainly pop the ball out of the ballpark. I could see him rebounding to give you have 12 for 15. He could hit 20. 20 home runs. He could hit 20 home runs. He's going to bat around 250, 260. It's a solid number. Again, OBP, you know. Over three. Round three, 310. You know, nothing that impressive. But, but yeah. you know, he, he's going to score probably 60, 70 runs. You know, he's going to be gonna a solid. He's going to drive in 60, He'll 70 probably runs. probably bat fifth or sixth in that lineup consistently. Maybe seventh. You know, he's going to be in there. Potential drive-in runs. Um, you know, you look at the rest of the lineup, though. Is Chris Davis a... He's, he's a step away from being like an Adam Dunn. Well, let me ask you this. Opening, would you draft Chris Davis? Okay. When you look at the first base position. Okay. Would you draft Chris Davis, who went, by the way, in round six... Okay. ...of the SiriusXM expert draft that we mentioned earlier from Vegas. Right. He went in round six... He was the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He was about the eighth or ninth first baseman taken. I have him around my tenth first baseman. He went before. He went before Albert Pujols, Prince Fielder, and Joey Votto. Okay. Now, I'd almost rather take a shot on Prince Fielder than I don't know. You know, the question with Chris Davis becomes: Who is it? Is it 2013's Chris Davis, 53 homers, 138 RBIs, and a 286 batting average? Or is it Chris Davis, or even, I'll take 2012's Chris Davis, 270, 33 homers, 85 RBIs. I'll take that Chris Davis. Right. 2014's Chris Davis in 127 games because of the suspension for PEDs, 26-72. No issues with the power, but the 196 batting average is a killer. It's so weird, though. That his average, you know, he went from basically pretty normal. I mean, early in his career, he was he had a big hole in that swing. And, right when he, he went, went to right, he went to two sixty six, two seventy, two eighty six, then down to one ninety six. Right. I mean, where's the where's the I mean, outliner there? I'm going to tell you, most people are probably going to like if you look at probably projections, he's probably going to be projected right between those two at like a two thirty average. 
if you could get a 230-240 average from Chris Davis with his power numbers, you, you're very pleased with that. So are you... But 190 is a killer. So are you... Where do you lie? Are you willing... Are you willing to trust the 230-240? Or are you, like you said, are you afraid of him because you, you think you know, he's Adam Dunn? You know, I, I'm saying, like, if he puts another year like that together, you're looking at just basically another Adam Dunn. You know, a guy can hit the ball at the ballpark, he's about 200, 190. You, you know. um, I think he bounces back a bit from that. I mean, you have two years in a row where you bat 270 or better, you know, and you drop off like that. It's almost just like, to me, it's a perfect storm of events to drop your average down to 190. You know, nothing drops in, nothing falls in. The suspen- you know, it just it seems like just a mess of a year for Chris Davis. I mean, if he could give you – I mean, can you imagine if he gives you 250? Though, here's the thing. He'd too. be a steal in the – what do what you go, sixth, sixth round? round. He'd in the sixth round if he hits 250 with 35 homers and 100 RBI. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and, you know, and I'm sure his, you know, his OBP will be decent. You know, maybe they pitch around him a he little bit in that lineup. Walls, yeah. right. I mean, he's going to back cleanup. And even without Nelson Cruz – and Marcakis, this is still a pretty good lineup. Machado, Jones, Davis, Pierce, Hardy. I like Snyder as a potential breakthrough. So there are potential bats there. See, for me, I look at this team and I go, okay, Adam Jones is my superstar. Right. I'll draft Manny Machado as my third baseman. Yeah, oh, Manny Machado, definitely. I'll just He's an injury guy, though. He right. Really I think been. if I draft him as my third baseman, I better handcuff him with, with a, a Chase Headley. Yeah. Somebody like that who I know is a solid everyday player. ball player. Right. Maybe Chase Headley's not a starter, but he's on my roster. Machado's my guy. Well, Headley's certainly a bench player on a fantasy team. Right, and we'll get to the yeah. Yankees in a few minutes. So, so Manny Machado, starter. Machado's a starter. Twelve team league. Machado's a starter. JJ Hardy's a starter. Correct. Matt Weeders is a starter. Right. Right. And that's that's when you look at the rest of that team, and obviously Adam Jones uh, in their lineup. I'll tell you right now who intrigues me. Potential breakthrough, Travis Snyder. Okay. Travis um, Snyder was a top prospect with Toronto. Listen, he's kicked around. I get that. But last year for Pittsburgh, in 322 at-bats, he had 13 homers, 38 RBIs. He batted 260, a pretty good on-base percentage of 338, right? Yeah. So now he's projected to play more. If he could get an extra 200 at-bats, he could potentially be a sneaky 20-home run guy. I'm not saying he's a snorter. I'm not even saying to draft him and store him on your bench. I'm saying when you put together your waiver wire watch list, okay. tra- put Travis Snyder on that. Yeah, I, I, I could agree to that. I mean, I'm not really too interested in even drafting him. I mean, maybe if I'm doing like a 14 or a 16-team league, like a real deep league An like AL that. only team? AL only team, he, he gets he drafted. drafted. And he gets yeah. played probably, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. But um, in a mixed league, 10, 12 teams... He's a you got to he's one of those guys you wave Keep an eye on. watch. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Diaza, Steve Pierce, I don't believe Stephen Pierce. I mean, he'll give you maybe some pop. Jonathan Shoop, not not much interest there. I mean, Shoop at 2 218 or 210, whatever he's going to bat, it's 2 215. It's Yeah. He's 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 a couple bloopers away from being a 190 hitter also. Agreed. So. Eric, now you look at this starting staff. Ugh. Currently slated to be Chris Tillman, Wee Yin Chen, Bud Norris, Miguel Gonzalez, and then one of their two phenoms, probably Kevin Gossman. To me, Gossman is the only one worth drafting. He's an uber talent. Right. Uh, he's one of the top prospects in baseball. He throws a fastball at about 95 miles an hour. He gets a, a swinging strike percentage of 8.8%, which is pretty good. Right. It's a pretty good swinging strike percentage. 
Um, Gaussman is the guy to draft mid to late rounds with a ton of upside. Dylan Bundy, you're hoping this is the year he finally comes up. Tommy John surgery. He was a bigger prospect than Kevin Gaussman was. Bundy's the future. Gaussman is the future. Tillman, Chen, Norris, Miguel Gonzalez, any interest in any of those guys in a mixed league? Um, I zoned out when you were even talking about them. I'm not interested at all, to be honest, in a mixed league. I mean, they are best 500 pitchers who aren't going to get a lot of strikeouts. You know, they, what, what do they do for you, really? I mean, their whips are high. There's not, to me, it's, it's a, a mishmash rotation of a bunch of, like, four starters. To me, Tillman is the only one with any potential, you know, because he's their ace, technically their number one. And you have to call someone your ace, right. I guess, right? With this offense, he could be a cheap source of wins right. if they put up enough runs. But the ERA is not going to be great. The cat strikeouts aren't going to be many. But to me, Gaussman is the one to draft mid to late. Bundy, real late if you if you want to draft a prospect and take a flyer on somebody. Right. And uh, And that's that. Now, as far as the closer situation... You know, last year, Zach Britton became the closer. He had a nice season. I'll take a roll. I'll take one on, on Zach Britton late. I'm not drafting him as my first closer. To me, he's not an elite closer. But 32 saves means something in fantasy if you use saves. Right. Uh, uh, a whip was decent, just under 1.2 or so about that. An ERA of about three he should roll in with. Mm-hmm. Zach Britton, pretty good closer. Not great. Okay. But he should do a nice job for you, Eric. Are you willing to to roll with him? Yeah, because I, I I'm not a big um I'm I'm similar to you with the closers. I don't necessarily need to buy high with a closer. He's gonna get you enough saves. They're gonna win. They're gonna win some ball games. So would do you, would you grab a Kimbrel or a Rodless Chapman in round five? No, no, no. I I'm. I, I I don't see I don't see the reason for that. So you no. would wait later and grab a, a Zach Britton and. Mark Melanson of the Pirates. Sure. And grab 60 to 70 saves and go from there. Yeah, 60 to 70 saves. They'll, you know, they'll each probably strike out about that number each, you know, and have a decent RA, maybe, you know, even a, you know, on the twos, maybe low three. You know, it's, to me, to pay high for a closer. What are you really paying for with any it. of those closers are the strikeouts. Right. You're going to get more strikeouts out of a Greg Holland, a Dylan Batances, mm-hmm. uh, Aldis Chapman, Greg Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. But if you have enough power arms in your rotation, see, I'd rather have the power arms in my rotation. Oh, and absolutely. Grab the saves later. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's just. Like, yeah. I'm glad, glad we agree on that. No, I'm, I, I'm uh, 100% in with you on that. All right, Eric. Let's move on now, and let's take a look at the Boston Red Sox. Probably the, one of the more active teams of the off season, and this is going to be a team in, in a bit of flux, a team to watch this spring training, because okay. to me. There's a lot of outfielders there for three spots. Mm-hmm. You know Hanley Ramirez is going to play left field. That's a lot. Right, right now, how they figure this to play. Excuse me, sorry. How they figure this to play. Their infield is kind of set, right? Mike Napoli at first. Pedroia at second. Everybody thought was going to be last year's rookie of the year. Xander Bogarts at short. Free agent acquisition, Pablo Sandoval at third, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, you look at this outfield. You've got, you've got Hanley in left. As of now, you're talking about the Cuban uh, kid who came in late last season, uh, Rusny Castillo in center, mm-hmm. one of their top rookies, Mookie Betts in right. But they, here's they the got thing. they some good names in that lineup. Phenomenal names. 
Hanley, Pablo, Mookie. It's, it's phenomenal. Great. Xander. Yeah, great stuff. Now, <laughs> then you've got, though, it's on their David bench. Dustin, that's boring. On their bench. Yeah. You could legitimately put another outfield out there with Jackie Bradley Jr. Right. Alan Craig and Shane Victorino. It, it, they're very deep at the outfield. I, I wonder if I wonder if they try and move any of those guys to, for, for something, you know, because it's such a deep position. I mean, Somebody's, I would think you could get something for an Alan Craig. Yeah, because I, I mean, two years ago he drove in a hundred runs for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm I'm just looking at at, at a depth percent. Like, how many innings can these guys play? You know, are they, are, are they serving your purpose? Or can you improve your position? You know, team and in, in, by trading one of them. Craig is probably the one that has the most trade value. You're probably right about that. Craig, Victorino. I mean, Victorino's a little bit. He's, I, been, he's been banged up. Right. I, you know, think, he, I think he's more of a, a fourth outfielder, you know. A 15-day DL fill-in. Yeah, he's at this point of his career. Um, I mean, know. they even have guys like Daniel Nava and, and Brock Holt, who had a nice little year last year. They've right. got outfielders. So does that affect the way you draft? You know, everybody loves Castillo especially. Mm. Super upside, right? Projected anywhere in that 50, around that 15 homer, 270 batting average range. But he can also give you over 20 steals, right? Guys love that. You give me 15 homers and 20 steals out of my entire team, I'll take that for my entire fantasy team. Heartbeat. Right? Give me Heartbeat. A, a team full of 15, 20 guys, and I'm thrilled. Yeah. But it's still a projection. It's still an unknown. So how do you feel about that with with proven major leaguers behind them. Mm. So what do you do in that situation? Do you stay away? Do you hope he drops to you and you get lucky? I know. It, it... You know, what, people, what would you do? Well, here's the thing. What would you do? To me, the Cuban baseball market is getting better and better. Yeah, they, right? they, they have been putting out some talent. People right. waited on Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu fell in the, on, on average to the 20th, seventh round. Well, I was going to say around, probably around 20, right? I was, you know. Round seventh I'll round. I was around that. I didn't know off the top of my head. Round seventh amazing. round. And he gave you first round value. Yeah. Because you didn't know what you were going to get. Easily could have won your league last year for just having that, that, pick. that power right. in the seventh round. To me, I'm willing to go Castillo around the same point. Maybe a little bit later. Okay. Maybe a little bit later. Maybe around nine or round ten. Okay, but we've got these Cuban players, Rusty Castillo, Yasmani Tomas, the third baseman now with the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, uh, the new kid uh, who just got uh, approved to play, uh, Moda, I believe mm-hmm. his last name is. He's now free to sign with somebody. You know, these are power guys, speed guys, talented guys, playing at a high level in Cuba. And, and it's going to be interesting. To me, I'm sitting there. I'm at round nine, round ten, somewhere around there. I'll take that flyer on a Rosny Castillo right. and, and roll with him. Eric, what about Hanley Ramirez, though? <sighs> Shortstop eligible still. Right, which, which, does which is change nice. Things. Um, you know, with, with Hanley, I, I think the outfield, playing the outfield might actually keep him uh, a bit healthier, that left field out there. You know, unless he decides, you know, to run through the wall there. Which but, I, Hanley which I Ramirez will not run into nah, the wall. No, right. no. Um, you know, not the grind of every day playing shortstop, I think, is going to be good for Hanley. Um, he's in a good lineup uh, with guys around him like Ortiz and Sandoval. So, you know, he should get some plenty of pitches to hit. Got Pedroia and Mookie Betts possibly get on base in front of him. 
he could be a much better year for Hanley Ramirez. Um, hitting that ball out of left field, I mean, remember a guy, Jason uh, Jason Bay? He had a monster year hitting that He had a lot of home runs in Boston. We know the story after that, but I'm saying, like, that could be a very lucrative home run ballpark for a pretty powerful right-handed bat. Just got to pop a high fly ball. It sounds so simple, but... Um, I think Hanley will drop in a lot of drafts, possibly a little lower than he should go, probably, with the change of scenery and everything else. I see him going late second, early third round. Right. Whereas last year he was a first round pick. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, could you make an argument that he could have a first round type year and draft him in the first round? I think you. You I mean, you're, you may be stretching, right? But how many first round busts are there when you draft guys in the first round too? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, just I, I, I'm trying to get in a better habit of you know, like it, it, when you first start fantasy, you always think about all right. When I make my pick, what will people think of this pick? You know, when you first started fantasy sports, like am I doing the right thing? I think you get to a point where you just draft yourself and say, I like this guy, I'm going to yeah. take him. You know, and I like him, I'm going to roll with him. If I'm wrong and it's a swing and a miss, it's on me. You know, uh, so that's the way I, I kind of look at drafts now. You know, like, you know, if, if I if next year in not going off time, but next year in football, if I want to draft, you know, uh, somebody in the first round that people are going to twist their heads at, I'm going to do it anyway because yeah. how many busts are there? There's a ton of busts. Mm-hmm. And Miggy Cabrera's not necessarily a first rounder anymore. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, I I agree. I, I, I like I Han- want to see what you would say yeah. to that. I like Hanley in round like, two. Whoa, whoa. I like Hanley in round two, yeah, late round like, two. Shortstop eligible. So realistically, you draft now, Hanley. You're you not have draft- a wraparound in first first round. You have the 12, 13 pick. No. You don't stretch and take. Because you know coming back, you might not get him. You're not going to get him, no. But you don't stretch I want him. I him. want him middle to end of second okay. round. He's going to be my short. And if I draft him, I'm drafting him to be my shortstop. I'm okay, not, not drafting, drafting him to use in an outfield okay. spot. I'm drafting him because, to me, there's a lot more outfielders than shortstops. Always is. Right? Always is. So, you know, I, I can say Hanley, Ian Desmond, Troy Tulowitzki in any order. We, we can make uh, uh, arguments for and against all three of those guys. Absolutely. So, I draft Hanley. To me, he's a, even though he's an outfielder now, he's a top three shortstop fantasy-wise for this season. Superstars here to me, fantasy superstars. I I see two of them. I see Hanley and I see David Ortiz. The only downside to David Ortiz is he's only useful in a DH or utility spot. He's probably not even first base eligible. So you're really pigeonholing one guy into that spot. But at the end of the season, David Ortiz is going to have 30 homers, 90 to 100 RBIs, and hit 280. I will take those numbers. I will predict those numbers. I will assume those numbers until he stops producing those numbers. Agreed. That was a nice little rant. Thank you. I like that. Yes. Okay. Eric, what about Dustin Pedroia? Is Good he old Dusty, still a huh? fantasy superstar? He's not Anthony Rendon. He's not Jose Altuve anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's not the MVP he once was. I still is, think that was a questionable MVP. Is he still... Are you drafting Dustin Pedroia on names at this point? I think so. I mean, let's look at let's look at his numbers just from last year. Okay. Um, he is 30, and he's been pounding away now for seven, eight years, you know, pounding away. He played 135 games last year, batted 278, hit seven homers and 53 RBIs. Stole six bases. So what did he give you from a fantasy perspective? He gave you, I mean, he scored 72 runs. Is that 
the best he got for you? I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, that's his best category. I mean, he was injured. He did suffer a wrist injury at the beginning of the season. Okay, the year Says before. that hampered him. Okay, year, before year, before. Played, year before was a solid year. Uh, 160 games, 301 batting average, 84 RBI, 17 stolen bases, that, yeah. 91 runs. That's that's a I, good good everything year. Everything but the nine home runs. But he gave you the steals, the RBIs, the runs, the batting average. Right. And on from base, a second baseman, though, nine home runs isn't that bad. Right. And, a, and an on base stuff. percentage of 372 if you're in right. an OBP league. But does he bounce back or does he keep declining a little bit? Let's play this game. Robbie Cano agree he's the best first second baseman. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Without a doubt, and right? No one else is in the stratosphere. Jose Altuve or Dustin Pedroia? Um, yeah, Altuve. I mean, Fantasy-wise. Fantasy wise. Oh, yeah. Anthony fantasy. Rendon, probably second base, third base eligible. You could draft him. I would draft Rendon ahead of him also. Okay. Ian Kinsler. See, I like Ian Kinsler better than him. Kinsler last year, 275, 17 homers, 92 RBIs, 15 stolen. I like, like Kinsler a lot better than him. I don't, I don't think they're close. Jason Kipnis, who had a disappointing year <sighs> last year. He was down last year. He was year. injured. Only uh, He ended up with 500 at-bats, strained oblique, cost him four weeks, hamstring in September, hamstring in September, six homers, 41 RBIs, at least he stole you 22 bases. I'd still probably take and miss ahead of Pedroia. I, I just... Brian Dozier, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, he is, to me, an underrated guy. He hit 240. He gave you 20... He was off to a lightning start last he year, gave though, wasn't you, he? He gave you 2020. Yeah. 23 homers, 21 steals, 71 stolen bases. And everybody thinks maybe that's a fluke. Well, the year before, he gave you 18 homers and 14 stolen bases. What about D. Gordon? Now, D. Gordon may say, you may say D. Gordon's a one-category guy, but it's a dominant one-category with 60 steals last year. Right. Um, Gordon or Pedroia? If I had to pick one... I would ho- I would probably take Pedroia just because I think he has potential to fill more categories. Okay. Okay. So that tells me you're putting Dustin Pedroia at about, about six. Six or seventh for yes. second baseman off the board. Brandon Phillips, I would take Dustin Pedroia. Pedroia. Zobris, Phillips I would is, take Pedroia. Neil Zobris w- is interesting just because of the eligibility stuff. Yeah, but he's 34. Yeah. Um, what about Neil Walker? Underrated, in my view. Neil Walker last year, 271. 23 homers, 76 RBIs. Only two steals. 2013, 16 homers, 53 RBIs, 251. Well, just based on what you just read me, I'd put him right next to Pedro. I mean, I think you could interchange him. 6A, 6 base. Right. So, Pedroia... He's a middle-of-the-road second baseman right now. Okay, so let's let's look at it this way. Fantasy superstars, you agree, Hanley and David Ortiz? Superstar-wise, anything else in that lineup? I'm looking now. That's it. Fantasy starters. Opening day of your fantasy season. They got a bunch of starters. Um, Sandoval. I would. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I think Mookie Betts. I think you could almost start Mookie Betts. I think you could start Rusty Castillo. Yeah. I could um, start Dustin Pedroia, Pablo Sandoval. Bogarts. I would. I would roll with Bogarts as my shortstop this year. I, year Napoli. I wouldn't start. Um, Napoli's an AL still guy. catcher. Is he still no. catcher? No. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, you got. I mean, you got to. If you're drafting Sandoval, you're drafting him to start. Handling to start. David Ortiz, you know, started as a DH, I guess. Um, they got a lot of starters in their lineup. Mm-hmm. They do useful players. Now let's take a look at the starting rotation, Eric. Okay. Rick Porcello brought over in a trade with Detroit. Figures to be the number one. He was terrific right. last year down the street for Detroit. Wayne Miley over from Arizona. Clay Buckles, who was god awful last year, you're trying to rebound. 
Can't be worse than last year. No. Justin Masterson, who was with Cleveland and St. Louis, signed this year to be there. He was originally a Red Sox. Yes. And then Joe Kelly, who they got from St. Louis late last year, is their number five. Me, personally, all of them throw plus 90. Joe Kelly's probably the hardest thrower. Uh, Swinging strike. Justin Masterson has the highest percentage. I'm sorry, Wade Miley actually has the highest percentage at 9.7. When I look at these guys... To me, the only must-start in my, my fantasy rotation is Rick Porcello. Yeah. Um, and I'm drafting him as maybe my third or fourth starter. He's only 25, maybe 26. You know, I feel like he's been around, he's been around a, a while. Um, doesn't strike out many, Rick Porcello. He doesn't strike out many guys. Last he year, 129 strikeouts. Yeah. His highest ever was 142. So he's not going to strike a lot of guys out. His average is, you know, his ERA is going to be okay. Um, Batting average and balls in play is a respectable two ninety eight. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't love Porcello. Like you said, probably a three or four starter on your fantasy team. And he is only twenty five. Yeah, which but, I like. Yeah, but he's twenty five with five years, uh, uh, six years of major league experience. I mean, not, but to me, at this point, you're not going to see a spike in strikeouts or anything like that. No, I don't but think I so. think other numbers could go down. Right. Le- learning how to jump, pitch. Look at the drop in his ERA from 2012 and 2013 to last year. Hmm. 2012, it was a 4.59. 2013, it was a 4.32. Last year, it dropped to 3.43. Wow. That's substantial. You're right. That's substantial. There's something to be said about that. A big jump in innings last year, too, from 177 to 204. He, he makes 30 starts a year. I, I I like him as my third or fourth starter. I have no problem with him being there. Uh, the rest of the guys, I'm not interested in Wade Miley. No. Willing to take a flyer on a buckle to a Masterson late? Um, Based off last year, I don't really love either one of them. Um, I, I would almost take a shot on Masterson. Okay. Because I, I mean, I watched Buckholtz pitch. It was it was painful. painful. I mean, he looked out of his league. If if Clay Buckholtz is sitting there in round twenty two, you're, you're gonna, gonna take grab him. him. Yeah, you're gonna take him. You're gonna grab him. Ugh, Closer situation: Koji Uhara getting older, but still very effective. Again, one of those closers is gonna give you a good whip, a good ERA. He's gonna give you twenty to thirty saves, and you're not gonna have to pay a big price for him, like we talked about. Hmm. So. uh you know, monitor that as well. All right, Eric, let's move on now to the Tampa Bay Rays as we go through our American League East. Remind the phone line's open if you're listening to us live. 347-838-8088. That's 347-838-8088. Now, Eric, offensively, there's not much that inspires us here with the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's set up James Loney at first, Estrubal Cabrera probably playing second, Nick Franklin, who they got from Seattle at short. Evan Longoria at third. An outfield of uh, Kevin Kiermaier in left. Desmond Jennings in center. And everybody's breakout candidate, Steven Souza in right. Rene Rivera catching. John Jasso, uh, formerly of Oakland, being DH. Let's be honest, not much there. Uh, you'll draft Evan Longoria to be a third baseman. That's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you 20 and probably 80 to 90 and a decent batting average. Eric, when you look at the rest of that team, is there anybody else you'd even consider drafting? Mm, uh, no. Desmond, Jennings. Really. Desmond Jennings is not a 
starter, I would draft He's him. He's a bench maybe. player. Um, Cabrera could be a shortstop. He could be. Is, is, uh, I'm sorry, is he still shortstop eligible? Actually? Yes. Yeah, so I guess he's he, second base shortstop he could be eligible. Your second, he could be your second base If you have a middle infield position, he would work uh, there. Steven, I would. Sousa? Sousa, if you're looking for that breakout guy late. Yeah, but you're, you're hoping to hit. You know, it's, it's not a sure thing by any means. Um, you know, James Loney is your cleanup batter. Yeah. He's projected maybe to put up 10, 11, 12 home runs. You know what? James Loney, in a few leagues I'm in, always never gets drafted. But he's a solid ball player. But by the end of the season, he's on somebody's team. He's a, he's a solid ball player. Yeah. That's not... A first baseman gets hurt, yeah, and they look on the waiver wire, and right. there's James Loney now, two years in a row, two, over a 290 batting average, about 10 homers and 70 RBIs. It's nothing inspiring. In a mixed league, he's not going to be drafted. Mm. I'm telling you. At least in a 12-team. But by the end of the day, somebody's going to add him. And they're going to say, you know what? I drafted Chris Davis. He's batting a buck 85. Right. I'm tired I'm of done. it. I'll sacrifice some, a little bit of – I'll sacrifice a lot of power. But at least I know I'm, I got a guy who's going to give me a hit or two every day. Right. And not, and not kill me with all the nonsense. Uh, that's how I see that. Uh, Eric, <laughs> what about the pitching staff of the race? To me, that's a different story. Alex Cobb, Drew Smiley, Chris Archer, Jake Odorizzi, Alex Colom, probably not going to be drafted, but Matt Moore coming back from injury, Tommy John surgery, all right, as of now, hopefully back by May or June of this season. Your thoughts on this starting staff? It's it's definitely got more upside than the offense, let's put it that way. Um, Cobb's a no-brainer. Last year, Cobb, 10-9. and nine. He's now two years in a row. Talk about consistent, Eric. 2014, 287 ERA, 1.14 whip. 2013, 2.76 ERA, 1.15. Just not going to win many games for you. No. Because they're ten, not going to win many ten, games. 11, 11, 10 wins the last three seasons. 26 years old. Kid's good, though. Yeah. And, um, and we know, don't chase wins. You can't chase wins, but gosh. Um... I kind of like uh, I kind of like Archer. Um, is a, is, it had a smiley if I'm drafting for fantasy. See, here's the thing about Drew Smiley, and I I could kind of agree with you, but Drew Smiley when he came over last year from Detroit, he was lights out. Mm-hmm. Came over from Detroit in seven starts for Tampa, he pitched to a 1.70 ERA, six strikeouts in five of his seven mm-hmm. starts. Okay, last year finished nine and ten, three point two four, eight hits per nine innings, eight strikeouts per nine innings. Only about two and a half walks. To me, any one of their first four starters I will happily put onto my fantasy rotation. There's nothing wrong with those guys. Their pitching staff is solid. If you put their pitching staff with the Baltimore Orioles offense, or even I think even I think their pitching staff is better than Boston's. I think it's the best staff in the AL East. So if you put them with Boston's offense. I think you got a really potentially a championship team because I think, but I don't think Boston's rotation's that good. Well, I look at this team. bunch of threes. They, to me, they remind me of like the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of average pitchers are going out there. Now they have, a, I think, a better offense than the Brewers. But I'm just saying, to me, that's that's what I think about. See, I look. At I don't this, think of a championship staff. I agree. I look at Tampa and I look at Alex Cobb, Andrew Smiley as number one type starters potentially. 
I think Oda Rizzi and Archer and a returning Matt Moore. I don't, I don't, I don't see any of those guys being a number five starter. To me, you've got all threes, twos, and a, and a one, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you've got a very solid rotation there. So, to me, I'll draft Cobb, Smiley, Archer, and Oda Rizzi. All right, Oda Rizzi was good last year, especially down the stretch. You know, he finished the season last year 11-13 and 13 with a 4.13 ERA. Strikeouts were tremendous, though, 174 in 168 innings. It's a terrific strikeout. Swinging strike 9.7% of the time. Batting average in balls in play at only 295. He's tough to hit. Young kid, he gets a little wild, hurts his whip a little bit, puts runners on base. Right. Only 24 years old, and he was very good. I own him in a few leagues. Very good down the stretch. And Matt Moore, if you have an injured spot, a DL type of spot, I would draft and store him because when he comes back, super talented lefty as when, well. When is he expected back? Some, May as of now. So May, June at the earliest. When they say May, you can almost chalk up June. Yeah. You almost give it a couple extra weeks. Okay. So there you go. All right. Let's move on. We're going to wrap this up. We move on to your team, my friend. I've been waiting for this all day. Los Yankees. The New York Yankees and... The Beast of the East. <laughs> Not anymore, my friend. Uh, Mark Texera at first. Steven Drew and Didi Gregorius playing Woo! up the middle at second and short. Better than Cano and Giannini. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> third base is going to be Chase Headley. Oh, what has happened? And outfield of Brett Garner, Jacoby Ellsbury, and Carlos Beltran. Outfield solid. Uh, uh, the outfield is solid. If Beltran could live on out, if, if Beltran could play, if uh, Beltran could play, it's a good Ryan outfield. Ryan McCann behind the plate. DH. Who knows? You got A Rod there. They picked up Garrett Jones in the trade. A Rod uh, just broke up with Tori Wilson. I saw that. I mean, she's, she's on available. the market. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric. She's thirty-nine. I think she's forty. Yeah. They're she's, both like the same age. She's like my age. Yeah. So I'm, I'm what's A-Rod's your age. A-Rod's my age. Yeah. I'm clean, though. <laughs> well, I'm clean. When it comes well, to PEDs. I'm PEDs, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Eric, I don't think it's any brainer. Kobe uh, Ellsbury's a second-round pick. I love Brett Garner, fantasy-wise. To me, he's 50, He's that 15-homer, 20-25-steal guy that we talk about, right? Uh, a definite potential. Uh, both of those are, without a doubt, Fantasy starters, Correct. no-brainers there. When you look at that Yankee team, are there any other 12-team mixed-league fantasy starters? <sighs> Beltran's now. You don't think he's a starter anymore? Based off last year, I mean... I think you're drafting more in the utility spot. I guess so. I guess technically with the utility spot, he's a starter. I think if you draft him, Utility, fourth s- outfield, third outfielder? Third outfielder, third outfielder. fourth outfielder. All right. Um, I still think McCann can play. McCann, I would... The catching position is thin. I would draft him for his um, 20... You're drafting McCann for his 20 homers or and whatever you get. I hope he gets the 80, 85 RBI. You hope he hits... Like Chris Davis, you hope he hits 240. Yeah. Um, Teixeira's not a starter anymore. Is Teixeira... Draftable, or you're not even I, drafting him. I think he's draftable. I, I like uh, if you have like a corner a corner position infield or utility. I still think he's serviceable. See, I would consider drafting him late. Put him would opening day. He'd be on my bench. Yeah, he's not starting and, the opening and, day. And you hope you hope he gets hot and also yeah. you found lightning there. Um, Garrett yeah. Jones, no. Drew Chase Headley's no. a good bench player. We're talking starters. Steven Drew, absolutely not. And D.D. Gregorius, Gregorius no. 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 
Garner and Ellsbury are starters, depending on the makeup of your league. Beltran's debatable. McCann is not a starter. Texera, Chase Headley. I could see that going either way. I could see them not being drafted at all or drafted late as as bench players. Who, if they struggle, you very easily drop. Those guys you don't hold on to. You hope, all right, if he gets off to a good start, all right, all right. Texera never gets off to a good start, so it's interesting whether how long you hold on to him for. He's going to have a short leash. I can't imagine him having a long leash. Okay. He's not Mech Texera anymore. Nah. I mean, injuries caught up to him, too. Once you hurt your wrist and your forearms and, you know. You know, last year he had 22 homers, batted 216. How many at-bats did he have last year? 440. He did have 440. So, you know. 216 is awful. Awful. Ugh. 22 homers. You I mean, ran out early. Hey. Right, 2013 was a lost season. 2012, 24, 84, 251. That's so a you solid gotta go, year. But you got to go back three years ago to, for his last solid year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're just, it's, uh, outside of Gardner and Ellsbury, there's really no short thing in that lineup. There's not anymore. Now, what the about A Rod? Of course, this other thing. Well, what's A Rod doing? Well, let's, doing? let's assume he's on the team and he's going to be a, a, a part of a DH situation. Does somebody in your league say, yes, I'm rolling the dice? 40, 41 years old. He will get old. drafted. He will, right? He will. He'll absolutely get drafted. Well, not by me. Somebody will draft him. Because they still have hope that he has something left. How much could a guy at 40, 41 have left? After missing a year. I mean, before he got hurt, uh, not before, well, before he was suspended, and he was hurt also, um, he couldn't turn around that 95-mile-an-hour fastball anymore. It just blew the doors off him. Mm-hmm. He can't. I, to me, he can't turn that pitch around anymore. He's got to cheat to get it. Um, somebody will draft him. I don't. Somebody know. will. I, be, I don't and, think I would. Be, you know I don't what? think I, I don't think I would. To be honest, but just oh, I'm sorry. Just because uh, I don't think I would. I just think somebody in a draft, a Yankee fan floating around there. He's going to buy the hype. He's going to hit a spring training home run or maybe, two. Maybe bring some fans to watch his fantasy team play. And he's a draw. He's still a draw. He's still a draw. Tough. Opening day, if he's in the lineup, everybody will tune in. I'll watch. Absolutely. He'll be in the lineup opening day. It's going to be interesting. I think he will be. Eric, what about the starting staff? All right. Let's take a look. CC Sabathia, Masahiro Tanaka, Pineda, Nathan Ivaldi, Chris Capuano as they wait for Ivan Nova to get healthy. All right. Um, CC Sabathia draftable? Very, very late, if any. I think he's very, very late. What do you do with Tanaka? Superstar pitcher, no doubt about it. Super talented. That elbow's ready to pop. We talked about this. There's no history with that injury rehabbing it that way. Really, there really isn't much. The guy was great. I mean, he's 13-5. and five. Some of those losses were after his elbow was all, like, dangling. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't the same guy for a couple starts there. I mean, think about it. 141 strikeouts to 21 walks. I mean, that's sick. In that draft we've been referencing, right, in the uh, where, series section. Where did draft, he go? He went in round 10. That's where I could see taking him. After but I think he guys, could be a steal in round after 10. After guys like Alex Wood, Doug Fister, Gio Gonzalez, Jake Aredia, Andrew Kashner, Garrett Cole, Jeff Zamarja, Julio It's, it's all because of the question mark of the elbow, because he's easily a top three-round guy. Top five rounds. Let's say top five rounds. For sure, he's gone with a healthy elbow. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not healthy. Well, we don't know that. At what point, we don't know that. At what point in the draft are you ready to go, yes, Alex Cobb in this draft went in round seven, just as a reference of who we've been talking about. At what point in the draft uh, are you ready to go now? Right, right now is when I want him. Right where he kind of went in that draft. Round seven. Um, somewhere between eight and 12. Because of the injury concern. Yeah. I mean, if you're drafting him to be even your number two, how high are you going to take you know, you, you, I don't think you could draft him to be your one in fantasy. Because you can't. You're just because of the injury. You can't. You can't. You know. What about Pineda? Always injured, always cheating. <laughs> He's good when he cheats. He's he, bad at it. Terrible at it. He's terrible at it. Terrible at it. Like, Kenny like, Rogers in the playoffs that one year when he had the pie yeah. shot was great at it. Yeah. He pitched a whole game with Nobody saw. Pineda's terrible at it. It's like he got <laughs> cheating lessons from A-Rod. I mean, he put it, like, on his face, basically. Yeah, like, like, he was uh, like, he, it was on the tip of his nose. Yeah. With a sign that said, this is Pineda. <laughs> I mean, it was god-awful. I mean, he put it on in front of the umpire. Yeah, like, he was like, he's using it like it was sanitizer. <laughs> uh, I, I think he could be... Well, Listen, wait, wait when he May pitched, and June, uh, when, he, when it's warm out. He, he loves pitching when it's warm. I mean, look at his numbers last year. In, in only 13 starts, the guy was lights out. 5-5, five and five, a 1.89 ERA, a .83 whip, 59 strikeouts, only 7 walks in 76 innings. I mean, he was lights out, 11.2% swing and strike miss. Uh, rate. Batting average on balls in play was only 233. The guy is lights out. Yeah. But it only gives you 13 starts last year after missing 2013 and 2012. He's had 13 starts in his last three seasons. When do you draft him? If if he's sitting on the board, when when do you say, all right, I'll take a shot on Pineda? Late. You can't trust it. You can't trust, and he's not going to pitch to a one point eight nine. He's not. Right. That's. I mean, that's probably the the lowest they'll ever be. I mean, ever. how how much? How, I mean, Kershaw could barely. Yeah. You know, right. You're talking uh, Kershaw numbers. Yeah. There. I mean, that's just it. To me, I'm looking at mid to late teens. He could be. The, I was going to say like fifteen. You know. I was going to say around fifteen. That was the number I had in my head. You just can't trust it that the guy's going to be out on the field. Who do you trust more, Pineda or Tanaka? Tanaka. Okay. Tanaka. Because I think Tanaka's a better pitcher. If I got two injury risk guys, I'm going to go with the better one and get whatever I can out of him. Okay. That's why I asked. All right. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I, I, I would go. I would go. Yeah. Let's see. Look at this team. This is the, this is the Yankees. This is what they've become. I know. I'm not uh. interested in Sabathia. I'm not interested in Capuano. He's I'll, a filler anyway. I'll take a flyer on. Yeah, well, watch Cap- Nova when he comes back. I like Ivan Nova. He could I be think an he's got waiver wire ad. Yep. Late in the year, you're looking for a starter. Now he could be interesting. Evaldi's somebody I'm interested in late. Are you? Yes. Why? He's only 24. Yeah, 23-24. He's, he's got a power fastball. He is the hardest thrower on this team. He averages a fastball between 95 and 96 miles an hour. Now, there is nothing about his numbers that makes you say, you know, yes. He throws that idea. hard, right? But, I mean, in almost 200 innings last year, he struck out only 140 batters. His ERA was four, almost 4-4 in the National League. He lost 14 games. Six wins. He is that guy. 
in round 22. I'll say, what the heck? Let me draft them. And if I got to drop them, I drop them. And I pick up the the hot waiver wire ad. He walks. He walked 43. His whip was 133. That's not good. I, I'm just saying, for me, he's a potential breakout. Uh, I'm not saying he's a Cy Young winner. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying... So out of the Yankee rotation, you'd almost say, forget the other guys, I'm going to draft this guy late and just take a flyer on it. Because at least I know he's healthy. He's healthy and he's 24. You can't say that about anybody else on that team. You can't say 24 either about him. Well, no. Pineda's like 25, but his arm's like an 85-year-old he's man. Got, yeah, easily. He's got, he's got more... And he's all smeared in pine tar, which I just find creepy. You couldn't find a better place to put it. Unbelievable. Like, he didn't ask anybody. Nobody said something to him before. Somebody had to have seen Somebody him. doesn't go, dude, he's <laughs> just a little obvious. I, I agree. The best is when he got caught with it, though. He just like, eh, eh all right. Got me. <laughs> got it's me. cold out. <laughs> Try to grip the ball. You know, there was a lot of debate about that, though. You know, like, you know, like pitchers, like... Listen, you and like, I have played baseball. No, but guys like I've, pitch, I've snapped off a curveball with a little, uh, not, uh, not point off, uh, icy hot, oh, icy, icy hot. hot. Yeah. I remember playing high school ball, and on a cold day, I'd rub the icy hot on my hands. Not just, just keep, your hands. Well, it's <laughs> another story, but I'd rub the icy hot on my hands just to keep my hands warm in the Northeast right. playing a baseball game in March at, at, at 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock is brutal. You know, same thing. Yeah, I know. And you'd rub that icy hot on your hands. To keep them warm. And they would heat up your hands. Feet were numb. Yeah, it was brutal, right? Yeah. You had either put the ice out on your hands or you're walking out there on the middle of the field with your hand and you jock. And but you and it, you weren't uh, getting you weren't getting a date for a prom like that. The, well, in high school it was different. <laughs> today so, today you looked at it as much different. Yeah. You, there's a rule there's, there's no rules. rules against yeah. <laughs> Especially at orange. Yeah. So uh, you would rub the icy hot on your hand. Do it and snap off a curveball. All of a sudden, you're slow meandering <laughs> curveball. Sixty-two mile an hour curveball. It's dropping from twelve to six like your vintage Doc Gooden. Okay, <laughs> that thing is starting at the batter's eyes and ending at his knees. Yeah, I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Yeah, but the high school umpire's not going to pick up on it. He's just there to collect no. like fifty bucks. Yeah, he wants his fifty bucks to call it a day. He wants to stop at Wendy's on the way home. Just, <laughs> that's all he wants. That's all he wants to do. All right, Eric. Closer situation for the Yankees. Uh, they haven't announced it. It's got to be Batanzas. You think it's Batanzas? I think so. I'll tell you this though. As I get late in the draft, even if I'm if I don't have holds, I'm willing to draft Andrew Miller. To me, he's one of the premier setup guys in the league. Right. A, I have him if something happens to Batances. But Andrew Miller, if he gets into three games a week, three or four games a week, he's going to give you six, seven strikeouts. He's going to give you a terrific whip, a terrific ERA. He's going to give you stats. He was a good signing by the Yankees. That yeah. was a good signing. He's going to give you stats. Um, you know, last year, .8 whip, two this ERA, yep. 103 strikeouts, 17 walks. Something to be said about that. Like, the same way, right, Dylan Patances was usable in fantasy last year because he was giving you K's, whip, ERA, even as a middle reliever. I feel the same way about Andrew Miller this I, year. I like the back end of their um, bullpen. It's terrific. Great. Absolutely terrific. Hopefully they could get there. All right, Eric, a few minutes left. Let's move on to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, currently, Justin Smoke. Always a bridesmaid, those Blue Jays. Justin Smoke, Edwin Encarnacion, first base, DH situation between the two of them. Second base, Messier Estores. 
or Robert Goins, one of them two, not interested in either one. Jose Reyes at short, Josh Donaldson at third. Outfield, uh, Michael Saunders, who they picked up from Seattle and left. Dalton Pompey, the rookie in center. Jose Bautista in right. Russell Martin, free agent acquisition behind the plate. A lot of money to Russell Martin, man. Eric, you've got, a, you've got to me, three superstars here offensively. Mm-hmm. Three guys who could... I don't know if they go in the first round, but you could argue first-round picks definitely gone by the middle of the second. Mm-hmm. And Jose, Jose Bautista, Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion, and Josh, Josh Donaldson. Johnson. Middle of the lineup. The 3-4-5 is the best I've seen so far. We've only done the A-League. I mean, are you in agreement that these three guys were all gone by pick 15? <sighs> Donaldson going to Toronto, a right-handed power-hitting dream. Uh, uh, 29 home runs the last couple of years. Incarnacion, Jose Bautista are 30 home run guys in a league that doesn't have 30 home run guys anymore. Yeah, they got three of them. They got three guys that can hit 30 home runs in that lineup. Yep, and uh, three 30, 100, and respectable batting averages. Oh, yeah. 250, 270, somewhere the low end, range. they're probably 260. That's yep. the low end. I'm oh, saying... The high end is 275. Right. Yeah, 260 to 280. Bautista is... I, I think Bautista's almost forgotten sometimes about how good he is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Edwin Arcanacion's been consistent the last couple seasons. Josh Donaldson's a stud. Um, all those guys are gone. Definitely by definitely by twenty. By the end of the second round. End of the second round, they're all gone. I think even earlier. Okay. Now, I mean, what about what about Jose Reyes? Is he still a fantasy superstar, or is he at this point just a starting shortstop? I'd say he's not a superstar anymore. Um, I just want to see the number of games played the last couple of years. I, I, every time I look he's at him, he's hurt. always hurt. Uh, last year, he did play 143 games. He had which 610 a, at bats, Which is a good number for him. The year before, he played 93. Uh year before, he played 160. Then 126, 133. 133. Does, yeah, I mean, he's, he's also going to be, what, 32? He's going to be 30. He's going to go on the DL at least once a year. For is he going to steal as many bases as he used to? Probably not, but he might score a lot of runs. Last year, last year he scored 94 runs, stole, stole 30, 30 bases. bases. He he could easily score 100 runs this year with those guys behind him. He bats in above 280, 290. To me, when you look at the shortstop position... He's a superstar shortstop. Yes. I don't know if he's a superstar altogether. Where are you drafting him? I'm one of those people that never really draft him. I've had him a few times. Uh, I think he could go as high as a third round. Probably round four is probably where he'll go most of the time. That's my guess. All right, well... According in that professional league, right, the first shortstop off the board was, was too, too low. low in the beginning of the second round. Hanley Ramirez went a little bit later in the second. Shortstop outfield, we'll say shortstop. Ian he was Des- drafted in the second round as a shortstop. He wasn't drafted as an outfield. Ian Desmond went at the end of the second. Okay. The next shortstop taken at the start of the fourth was Reyes. Oh, that's pretty good accurate. Though. And then after that, the next shortstop was Stalin Castro. At the end of the sixth. Okay. So so that's where Reyes fell. And I think that's appropriate. Because if he's healthy, he's, like you said, 90 runs, 30 steals. 280, 290 batting average. And he gives you a little pop. He'll hit 10 home runs. Yeah, he definitely has some pop left. Uh, you know, you're not looking for him to have RBIs. And 50 RBIs are not bad from the shortstop position with the 100 runs scored. No, yeah, 
50, he really is close to a 300 hitter. So. He really is. He's a good player. It's always injury issues with him. It's a it's shame a, that he gets hurt so much because he could have been one of the all-time greats at shortstop. He could have. He could have been this generation. Because he, he could pick him at shortstop like anybody he else. He could have been this generation's Ricky Henderson. Yeah. It's a shame. I I I, I, I wouldn't consider myself by any means a um you know a fan of Jose. You know, but I respect him. I I I feel bad for guys like that who get hurt. And have world class talent like I'll be honest, I mean, I watched him. His, I mean, you're a Met fan. You watched me. Him. He was. Would you have kept him or David Wright? Him. You would have kept him, right? I, I think Jose. I Ray agree. Is, I think Jose Wright is a better player than I, David Wright. Not only that, but he's more dynamic. It, he his type of talent is much harder to find. Yeah, and when they built City Field, they, they built, built it, it for Jose Reyes. The deep power alleys. He would have hit 25 it's, triples a year. It's if he so it's field. so weird though. They kept right and built that stadium. Right, that that stadium was built for Reyes, and then it, they let it Reyes was walk. it was built to hurt players like David Wright. Yeah, because his where was his power? Right center. Yep, and that was like the deepest part of yeah, the. Yeah, and they just keep moving it and in. like a fifty foot wall to go on top of it. Russell Martin, I'll draft him as a starting catcher. Two years ago, he wasn't very good, but last year he did rebound. He's in a terrific situation now. He's in a good lineup in right Toronto. Now, you know, last season, he hit 11 homers, drove in 67 RBIs. He batted 290. Year before, 15, he only batted 226. Year before, only batted. So he's given you something. He's given you some power. He's given you, depending on the batting average, I don't think he hits 290 again. If he gives me 15 and, and 250, I'm thrilled with it. So I'll roll with Russell Wilson as my starting shortstop. I'm not interested in Justin Smoke. Michael no. Saunders could be a, a w- keep an eye on him off the waiver wire. Interesting play. Finally getting full time at bats now that he's out of Seattle and coming to Toronto. Also, cheap source of steals if you need one. The rookie Pompey out of uh, uh, playing center field for them now. They're giving him the job. Maybe Anthony Gauss uh, gets a little bit. But Dawn Pompey has stolen 40 bases in the minors. Last year he came up and, and did have an impact down the stretch a little bit. He didn't hit much. All right, he came up, he batted 231, but they gave him at-bats. They gave him 31 at-bats in 17 games. His on-base percentage was over 300. They're going to give him the first crack at center field. If he wins the job, you want to take a flyer on somebody late. Everybody likes that breakout guy late. Everybody wants to be the hero and goes, ooh, yeah. can't believe you drafted him. If you're looking for one of those guys, Dalton Pompey can be that guy if you're looking for steals late. And we've talked about it. Steals late is something we recommend. I don't recommend spending a lot on steals. If you can get it late, go for it. Pompey could be that yeah, like, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like saves. I, I kind of treat saves and steals the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I want them. I need them. It's, but I don't need to. I'm not going to chase them and go get them. No. Um, higher than any. You know, higher than other categories. No, Eric. Let's talk real quick about their starting Very staff. Very quickly. R. A. Dickey, uh, Mark Burley. I'm not interested in Mark Burley, even though he was lights out early in the season. R.A. Dickey, however, I will take a flyer on him late. You will, huh? Uh, I guess if I had to pick one over, if if you asked me to pick one for my team, I would take R.A. Dickey over Burley. Right. Now, they have some young arms with a lot of talent. We talked about this, too, I think, that the back end of their rotation could easily flip to be the front end of their rotation. Absolutely. By the end of the year. You know, Drew Hutchinson, Marcus Stroman was terrific last season when he came up and was given the ball. Stroman last year, okay, in 26 games, he went 11 and six with a 3.65 ERA, 111 strikeouts in 130 innings. Okay, he pitched very effectively. Drew Hutchinson had his moments in his in his season last season. Uh, you know, last year he went 12 and 10, 184 strikeouts though in 191 innings, 
62 walks, not great. Okay, gets that whip down, could get that ERA down. He could be uh, he could be pretty good uh, as well uh, with a strikeout per inning type of guy. Aaron Sanchez, Aaron Sanchez, uh, and then Derek Norris, two hot shot rookies coming in as well. One of them will win the fifth starter job. One of them may go to the bullpen or back to the minors. Both of them throw super hard. Aaron Sanchez, Sanchez is 21. Right. 21 years old. Okay. They throw about 97 miles an hour. Sanchez Shut up. Sanchez last year was terrific uh, when he came up. In 24 games last year, Eric, he was 2-2, two and two, a 1.09 ERA, a whip of .70. It's nasty. Okay. Saved a couple of games for them. He may actually go to the bullpen if need be and close some games for them. So it's going to be interesting. I wonder if he'll be a big arm out of the pen for them. That's right. Interesting for Him with Derek Norris. So monitor that in the spring. Sanchez and Norris. One of them will start. One of them will go to the pen. I'm telling you, you want that flyer guy, that breakout guy late. Those are two guys to definitely consider, Sanchez and Norris. Uh, Brett Cecil currently slated to be the closer. I don't have much confidence in that. I, I don't like Brett Like You know how I wait on a closer. Like I'm not waiting for Brett, Brett Cecil. Cecil. I'd rather see Sanchez get it. Give Norris the fifth starting spot. And go from there, but uh, like we said, like you said just a few minutes ago, Eric, that rotation can flip easily. Those young kids, the Strowmans, the Norrises, easily, the Hutchinsons—they could become the number one, twos, and threes. And then if you tell me Mark Burley's your fifth and Ari Dickey's your fourth starter, okay, that's what if that's what you want to be, four or five, that's fine. Take that. Burley's a solid five any day of the week. Any day. He's Absolutely. not a two though. No, he's not. So. Uh, so there it is. There's the Fantasy Impact players coming out of the American League East. Uh, we are over time, actually. We've gone a few minutes past, so I thank anybody who stayed with us past an hour tonight. Thank you. Um, want to remind everybody, Eric and I are on every Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern Time, here on Blog Talk Radio, so make sure you check it out live or on demand on Blog Talk Radio, or go to iTunes and download us. Subscribe, download, and rate us on iTunes. You can listen to us there on any of your Apple devices, which is always a good thing. All right, follow us on Facebook, Warm Fantasy Sports Radio, Twitter at Warm Radio. Follow our sponsors, RotoGalaxy.com, RotoBaller.com, uh, SteelScorpionSports.com as well. Eric and I will be back, like we said, next Wednesday night, 7:30 Eastern Time. But we will be previewing next week the American League Central. We'll talk a little Detroit Tigers, probably some interesting Miguel Cabrera, uh, Miguel uh, Cabrera conversation, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Royals, the Cleveland Indians. And uh, the Minnesota Twins and Chicago White Sox. White Sox. Made a well, lot I like of the White Sox. Yeah, a lot I like of what they did there. over there. Uh, so we'll talk about all of the American League Central and anything else that comes along in the world of fantasy baseball next week. Barry Corsini, I'm Anthony Aniano. It's been a lot of fun. Don't forget, check us out on social media, and we'll see you again next Wednesday night, 730, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a good night, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.